This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner-Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage Stanfield. I figured I would throw uh, uh, one of my extra names in there. <laughs> Dude, now, now, well, then I'm Gunner Chad Lale. I got too many names for me. This is Riker. killing me, bro. Riker Shatter. <laughs> Riker. Yeah. Shatter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> All right, guys, we thank everybody for joining us this week, and uh, we've got a special treat um, before we get into it. Um, the month of March, we are in it, and Saturday, March 19th, we are going to be at Hope Championship Wrestling at Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia, mm-hmm. bell time, 7 p.m. The very next day, March the 20th, we will be at Rock Springs Church, myself, Chad, and Jason Justice, and we are doing a Wrestling for the Faith live service. That's at 5 p.m., and uh, man, that's exciting. That's going to be some good stuff, so everybody mark your calendars if you're in the area. Try to get out to those events because I know they're going to be some great ones. Yes. So... Chad, we've got our special guest on today from the Bulletproof Faith podcast. That's right, dude. I'm very excited about this. I'll introduce these guys. Um, I linked up with with both of them through a mutual friend, uh, a good buddy of mine, Josh Ace Rockwell on the independent wrestling scene. We've known each other since, Lord, 2005, 2006. And he said, hey, you got to check my my brother and, and – uh, you know, his buddy's podcast out. So I dove in and, and me and these guys got on the phone together, but Bulletproof Faith Podcast, and it's been really enlightening to me. So first off, let's introduce Joel and Jordan. Guys, welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate this. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Yes, man. And well, you know, you, you guys are a little more theologically sound than I'm going to be tonight. So um, you may end up taking charge of this podcast. I don't mm, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> no, I listen to you guys like the uh, all your episodes so far. Just uh, you're blowing my mind with a lot of these the reliability stuff and, you know, just the Bible being reliable. And it's something I've dove into more lately is the apologetic side. And you talk about it being, you know, always having something in your tool belt. There's so many that we're not going to be able to, you know, throw a hundred different things out to a person. But if we got three or four good, reliable facts about the Bible, um, that's so important, man. So anyway, um, you know, just welcome. First of all, we, we appreciate you guys being on. Uh, we look forward to this conversation tonight. We always try to do some different things here on Wrestling for the Faith, whether it be, you know, just a topic, some guests with testimonies. But tonight I think it'll be a little different where we, uh, get to pick your brains and, and, you know, you guys kind of get to pick our brains a little bit. So this is going to be good times. Love it. I'm looking forward to it, brother. So Joel, uh, if you guys want to take turns, Joel or Jordan, uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. I know you're both, um, you know, part of, uh, you know, the, the church of deacons. I think we talked about like that. Just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're both, uh, active in our own churches and, um, you know, we both teach and are deacons, but, you know, really the thing that I think drove us to want to do what we're doing now is just, you know, we're, we're fathers and, um, you know, we both kind of got alarmed by what's happening with our, you know, with the youth in our country. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you see these statistics that are not good. Um, you know, uh, young people walking away from the faith and, and a lot of them it's, it's because they really haven't been taught some of the deeper things, um, of our faith. And, um, you know, over the last couple of years, just talking with, um, you know, the youth minister at our church and hearing some of uh, his experiences and, uh, just other things like that, just kind of, I just got really convicted that, um, we need to provide parents some good resources to, to how to equip their kids, um, to kind of come against these cultural lies that are just being pounded and pounded into kids' heads these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's where our heart's at. And that's kind of why we, we started doing this thing. Tell, tell me, so for me, I'm big. I was meeting with a buddy of mine today. We were talking about a men's event where that he's putting on and, you know, I know listeners out there and stuff like that. For me, when I hear so growing up in the church and all that, if somebody would have come up to me and said, you know, why do you believe in that there's a God? If some atheist would have tried to attack me or whatnot, uh, you know, my question growing up as a kid or my answer would have been, well, that's just how I was raised. Like I wouldn't have had any good tools in my belt. Um, not that my church didn't teach these things, but they were grounded in the Bible. But for me, growing up and, and furthering into my faith, learning more about God, statistics always were very eye-opening for me. So we were talking today about the statistics of abortion or the statistics of um, single family homes where there's no father figure. And so give us a little like statistics that you guys know of when it comes to, you know, I guess we, we, Casey and I speak a lot about this and, and in a few weeks we're touching on why there's such a big falling away of the faith. And why do you think that is when these kids are going to these college campuses uh, being embedded or basically um, attacked for their faith. And then they're, they're weak. They don't know where to go or what to say. Well, well Chad or shatter, how that should, what, how should I address you? I, you can to, say, yeah, Chad's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is, Man. should I bring my brother on and let him do like the age crusher on you or whatever? He, dude, he might try to have an hour Iron Man with me. So let's be careful. <laughs> I don't know hey, if he can. I'm hang telling you right now, he can't do that now. <laughs> just what I just he said, do it, he can't bro. hang with me. He can't do it. Okay, okay, he, he couldn't hang right now. Oh, gosh. I'd carry him. And he's going to listen to this and laugh, but uh, it's love true. It. Uh, <laughs> alarming. These are alarming stats, Chad. So yeah. 64% of those who were significantly involved in their youth groups in high school are no longer attending church in their 20s. That's uh, via LifeWay Research Group from two, uh, 2017. So really, that number is probably higher now, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, and we we should be concerned by that. Um, it's a scary uh, statistic. Uh, and and to go to your original question, what's what's happening is is these kids are going to college mm. and they're being indoctrinated in postmodernism and humanism. Yeah. Um, and so what, what that is, just real quick. So to be postmodern, you first have to be modern. Modern would be a fundamentalist standpoint, which would be what we believe in is, is the, the word of God and that we derive our, mor- our uh, morals and values from God's word. That's our worldview as Christians, right? We yeah. see the world through God's word because that's what we see it as. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a, a postmodernist or a humanist would say we can derive our values and morals from a non-supernatural entity. So just ourselves, we're good enough to, to derive these morals and values, right? So that's what's happening when these kids go to school, off to college in these public institutions, is a lot of times they're being indoctrinated in these values 
and they're not grounded enough in the faith, like Joel said to begin with. And so it's easy. It's easy to go the broad path and not the narrow path, as, as our Lord and Savior says in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. So it's an easier path to go down that way because it's just it's broader. Um, and, and so the short answer would be that um, is they're just being indoctrinated with postmodernism and humanism. Right, right. Um, so what? OK, as, as church leaders, you guys work with the youth, as I believe I heard you say that. What? Um, so for me, I, I know I, I have a heart for youth. I have a heart for men. Casey's kind of in the same boat. We've really just been kind of um, getting some opportunities fall in our laps to do these things. What's something that you guys do to equip your youth? So, for instance, when I go to my youth group and work at my or serve at my church as a youth leader, something that, you know, I mean, you see these youth groups and there's nothing wrong with this. So anybody out there listening, don't hate me when, it, you know, you walk into a, a like a youth night or whatnot, bunch of games going on. They play games for an hour and then you give them 10 minutes of the word. Like to me, that's where the problem lies is we're mm-hmm. basing it so much on like activities and entertainment more than we are. Man, you need to be grounded in the word, because as a kid, I was raised in a church of God that was, you know, 100 members. Our, our youth group was in a basement, a cold, wet basement. And I mean, we would do, we would study the Bible, dude. There was no, there was no warm up activity. And there's, mm-hmm. like I said, there's nothing wrong with that because I think it does draw some people from the outside in, but when there's a little bit of peppered, uh, peppered gospel in there and not enough of what they need to learn as far as a foundation, you know, what's, what do you guys do as leaders uh, a part of a church or even as your family, as a father's to just instill like more knowledge. Okay. This is why these, you know, this is why we believe there was, there's a risen Christ. This is why we believe in the resurrection. We believe in, you know, Jesus, all this stuff that's written in the Bible that we say, you know, it's infallible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, um, I don't, I don't know about Jordan, but, um, I don't, I don't actually work with youth. I do teach at, um, at our church, but I teach, it's an adults class that I teach. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, you're right. What, what we've done in the Christian church, like in the past, you know, decades, uh, with the kids is like, we've just sent them to church once a week. Um, they learn some little stories, they sing a couple songs, and then we fill the rest of the week with like school and sports. And then we send them off to college and we think like that, well, that we did enough. Um, but what we're doing is not working. Um, and we got to do more than that. And so like what I've come to suspect is that a lot of parents are not doing more because they themselves don't feel equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I feel like um, as parents um, for sure, you know, we do want to take the kids to church. We want to do all the church activities. And um, I know like when I was a kid, we were there like, you know, twice on Sunday and, and, uh, on every Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, we were there all the time. And I think that's awesome. Like for sure yes. do that. Um, but you know, your family, you, your wife and your kids, like that's your first ministry too, is if you're a husband. So like, it's your job to take care of your kids. Um, so you can't rely on the church to do it. Right. And, um, so that's, that's kind of where we feel like it starts. You know, we're called to make disciples starts with your own family you got to make this thing a priority. You got to make it important. And, um, you know, when kids get off to college or, you know, even really these days it's happening earlier, it's happening in high school and, and even earlier than that, because, um, you know, if, if they haven't been grounded in the word, um, and then they'll just 
they're already having doubts or whatever. And, and if we're not giving them good sources to get answers to their questions, well, they'll just run off to YouTube or whatever. And then yeah. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I, I personally, I just, I think the answer is give them good, solid evidence for the reasons that we believe. Amen. Give them good, solid, factual evidence for the hope that we have. Amen. And yes. there's lots of it. I mean, it's, uh, we've got lots of proof that the scriptures that we have are reliable. There's good, solid evidence um, for all the stories that are contained within. Um, they've been dug up through the field of archaeology. Preach. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. just look at the world around and the the natural world around you speaks to the evidence of God. I mean, there's just all sorts of evidence. Yep. Um, so as a parent, it's just a matter of learning that stuff and finding a way to, to teach it slowly over time to the kids. Right. Yep. Yep. I wanna, and I, you know, it's fun. Oh, go ahead, Case. Sorry. I want to, I want to speak to that because you were talking about a lot of parents not feeling equipped themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to tell people like when they're, they're trying to read the Bible or whatever, this thing is not a race. You don't, you don't, you study the Bible to study it. If you sit on one verse for weeks at a time, sit on that one verse, pray on it, study into it. But so many people get caught up in, I need to read this much. I need to read this much. I need to read this much. And they're not soaking in the word. But in today's, in today's day and age, we have absolutely no excuse not to be filled with the word. There are That's right. podcasts yep. like ours. There are, po- uh, there are, you know, sermons all on your phone. And there's hardly anyone except for Phil Robertson who does not have a <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> I mean, so you can, you can get uh, a Bible on your phone that will read to you. So yeah. that, that gets rid of the excuse of, well, I don't like to read. I mean, there's just so much that we have through technology and I'm not, I, I really dislike technology, uh, but that's one of those ways uh, that I really appreciate it. And yeah. so it's just about, you know, we need to, as parents, we need to understand what is truly important. Yeah. And, it is important for us to bring up our children in the way that they should go. Um, and it's not to condemn anybody. It's just, it's just saying we need to understand what our priorities should really be. Mm-hmm. You're, you're exactly right. And I love that point. I mean, you're, you're, you're hundred percent right. When you say like the, the world we live in today, there's no excuse that you, you know, if you want to get equipped, you can get equipped. You can. I mean, yeah. it, it just the, the internet, you can find any sort of resource that you want to find. And I mean, honestly, um, I, I do still go out and pay for things, but you, you can do this all for free if you want to do it for free. Yep. Um, there's so many free resources. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of deciding I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wake up an hour earlier or whatever it is. I got to fit this into my schedule because the the future of our children is that important. And it, it truly is. Um, I mean, Jordan talked about the, the postmodern point of view. And, you know, I think like on our very first show, we threw out another stat from Ligonier Ministries where um, the question was asked to evangelical Christians. 
um, and you tell like whether you agree with this or not. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It's not about objective truth. And 29% of evangelical Christians agreed with that statement. But then when you filter that down to the age group of 18 to 34, it increases up to 41%. That's scary. So something's happening with our, with our young people. And um, I, I really just have a strong conviction that they're not being equipped. They're not being taught the word. And, um, you know, I've always heard like some, you're going to be discipled some way or another. Uh, somebody's going to be discipling you. And it's yeah. whether it's like the TV shows that you watch or, Amen. Um, you know, the social media that you're on, whatever it is. And if we're parents, we need to make sure we're discipling our kids the right way. You know? mm-hmm. Sure. Amen. Well, what it is, and Casey and I have spoken about this before, and, um, you know, I go to the altar school of ministry and <clears throat> one of the, the, well, the originator, the, the owner of the place, I guess you call it, whatever you want to call him, the head pastor, Jeremiah Johnson spoke about this where now, you know, we, we go to these other, or we see these other foreign countries where they're being persecuted for their faith, their gospel or you know, believing in the gospel. Um, you come here to America and they're going to church on a Sunday where they're sticking their feeding tube into the pasture. Yeah, and yeah. doing their Sunday feeding. And then in the rest of the week, they're, they're not trying to equip themselves. They're not in the word. Like you said, waking up 30 minutes early. I mean, yeah. there's times where I've sat in the Bible for 10 minutes and got, you know, <laughs> more out of it than, you know, some do in a week, man. And I see, I think it's the, and I don't, I don't point fingers or anything, but the church is so prosperity based now to where they're walking in, they're getting this feel good message of, Oh, just be a good person and this and that. And they're not, you know, we spoke about this. I want to say last week's episode, they're not learning. They know about God. They know of God, but they don't have this true, like deep, intimate relationship with truly knowing the person of Jesus Christ, man. And, and to me, like lately over the past, I guess, six or seven months is Diving into facts. I mean, looking at, you know, these reliable facts, a lot of them you guys named off. Um, you know, I spoke to Jordan the other day. I, I showed him, I, I bought, uh, you know, Frank Turek's book, Jay Warner Wallace. Yep. And it's just yep. equipping yourself. Like, I mean, the word, obviously, to me, I can read it. Words come to life. You know, the scripture interprets scripture. But it's also good. Like we talk, we have so many resources where there's good resources. But for our kids, there's also those bad resources. Because if they look yep. up on YouTube, for instance, like, is God real, man, there's going to be so much crap pop up, you know, mm-hmm. so many atheists trying to and just penetrate their mind with garbage. They're going to these secular schools that are, uh, you know, a lot of the professors are atheists and just, you know, trying to just, uh, you know, crush them down, man. So, um, you know, I know you guys, <clears throat> Jordan has spoke to me about helping equipped men or, or parents, basically, um, to train their child, you know, teach their child just facts, not just, Hey, this is why we believe, you know, we're just Christians. We go to church. That's why we believe in God. But what are some things you guys do practically with your kids, um, to make sure that like, Hey, my son, my daughter, they're not just going to be those ones that goes, well, I just believe cause that's how I was raised. Well, this is why I believe. And they're starting to educate people as they, cause like you said, man, we are yeah. called to make disciples. Now, you know, Jesus, we're called to make disciples and share the gospel, bring people to Christ. But once they're to Christ, it's like, okay, now what do we do as a disciple, a discipler yeah. making other disciples and helping them grow? Here's one thing, Chad. Um, and, and Joel's actually kind of 
he's a little more above and beyond as far as catechisms. Have you guys ever done any kind of catechisms with your kids before? No, no. You actually, you know what? I bought one of the, uh, the kids books because you guys mentioned it. So I yeah. bought about five books because of you guys. Now I'm still real quick. I'm looking for that. Uh, what is it? 1659 King James version. <laughs> Sixteen thirty-seven. Come on, man. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. It's yeah. Sixteen thirty-seven. Hey, give me one of those books. Can I get a commission on this somehow? <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, but, hey, but seriously though, like in catechisms, it's it's almost like a. I actually go to a Southern Baptist church, and it's okay. You don't hear the word catechism no. said in a Baptist church. Okay, what is that? Real quick, uh, explain that for our listeners. It's more of a it's more of a Catholic kind of thing, and I think they yes. actually do it in the Methodist church as well. What yeah. it, what a catechism is. And there's actually one I'll reference. It's called the New City Catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel, I think Joel is actually going to do the full catechisms with with his kids. But what it is, it's just doctrinal truths, yeah. not theology. It's doctrine. It's what we have as closed fist issues as believers in Christ. Got it. Right? So, for example, the first one is, and, and my three year old memorized this. Right? It's you talking about beautiful when you hear your three year old tell doctrine back to you There's something like <laughs> just God. glorious about that. And I'm not trying to be, it's, it's, it's like, it's worship. I think it's awesome. Anyways, when you, when you say to your three-year-old, what's our only hope in life and, and death and her answer back to you is that we belong to God. That's the answer. That's the answer that they repeat back to me. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful because how true is that? That's our only hope in life and death is that we belong to God. And, and so it's 52 of these things. It's, it, it comes with a question and an answer that, that, that adults and children alike can memorize. And it also comes with the scripture verse. So you can memorize the scripture as well. And it's just doctrinal truths, man, that we need to know if there's something you're going to need to know, especially when your kids are growing up and they're going off to college. Why do you believe what you believe? Like you said earlier, it's not sufficient enough or good enough to just say I was raised that way. Right. Um, because I'm telling you, when you go to a secular school, the professor is going to salivate at that. Oh, man. They yeah. love to take advantage of kids that grew up in Christian households, especially in the, in the Bible Belt, when they're when yeah. they're assuming that they probably don't know. Right. Which is concerning. And then they take advantage of them and they're easy to indoctrinate in postmodernism or humanism. It's, it's a scary reality. Right. Right. Man. And then the other thing, like, um, we, we talk about, uh, we've, we've given a couple examples like on the show where, um, typically like the first little bit of the show is we'll just be like teaching whatever subject we're teaching. So like the parents can get it. And then kind of at the end, we'll just like throw out a little nugget of like, here's an example of a way you can teach to the kids. And usually what we do there is like some type of, um, practical example, like kind of like what Jordan said, like mention a, you know, a simple kids version of a catechism or something like that. But sometimes we'll do, um, like one we mentioned was like a literal exercise where they have to put on a blindfold and go around and, and, you know, find a quarter on the ground. And then, then we reconnect them to, you know, it's kind of fun, but then we reconnect them to why are we doing this? And it was based on, um, a mathematician's, um, article that he wrote about, uh, how unlikely is it that one person would fulfill all the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled for the coming Messiah. (laughs) And then we show them the verses and bring them back and, and stuff like that. And so we're connecting the old uh, Old Testament, you know, prophecies of the coming Messiah to Jesus. And just, so that's a way to kind of get the the proof into their hearts and into their 
their heads. Sure. Um, so it's things like that, just, you know, making it real for the kids, making it a little bit tangible so they can see it and understand it, you know? That's good, man. That's things I need to do with, I got a five-year-old daughter. I think I mentioned that to you guys. And she's just every night, you know, daddy, mommy, we got to pray. So it's amazing that she's being, you know, instilled with that. But also yeah. I'll talk to my wife. It's like, man, we got to equip her because, you know, I, I wasn't equipped, um, growing up, but I, I want to be sure that, you know, if, if I, if I'm not discipling my child, then the world is going to, uh, disciple and corrupt her. Yeah. Well, so, and, and, and I, I love like the you. facts. So like I was looking at some things last night that, that, uh, I read where like no archeological find has ever disproved a single, single biblical event. <laughs> yep. And then you guys mentioned, I think roughly close to 6,000 surviving manuscripts of the new Testament. Uh, well, I had read roughly 6,000. One more time. Roughly 6,000. Yeah. That, that's substantial for the people that's in the substantial. back. <laughs> because listen, the next, it said the next existing closest to that is Homer's of Iliad only has 600 existing copies. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. So dude, I was like, man, like just that alone, you can tell somebody that and they're, they're going to die. It's going to start to turn some wheels at least. That's just in Greek, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's nuts. Mic drop. I'm just saying. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Mike drop. I love it. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's just I mean, stuff like that. You have to be, you know, equipped with man. And, and that's things I'm going to start teaching my daughter and uh, just some of the books y'all thrown out there. Some of the, you know, exercises, she goes to a Christian school. So luckily we're, we know what she's being taught. There's not going to be somebody that's, you know, going to start to, I think it's okay for us to be challenged because we need to have those yeah. moments, but at least she's having a firm foundation built at an early age. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like you, I, I, um, for, for a long time, I was not equipped and, and, and honestly, yeah. um, my drive to learn apologetics and stuff like that actually came from me being in two situations where I was not equipped. And, yeah. and I just thought, man, this is, this is so shameful of me. Um, sure. so yeah, I, that's kind of where my passion for this came from. Yeah, man. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, the atheists will always, they, they always going to attack us. Right. And it's like, you know, I work out constantly or pro wrestling for, you know, my living for basically 22 years now. And I was always quick to be equipped to do that and perfect my craft at that. And Casey and I talk about all the time. Why would we not? We, we say we love God. We want this relationship. Why would we not want to be in the word and be equipping ourselves to defend our faith, to hopefully, help an atheist or someone who is having trouble believing, uh, you know, get a little bit of a seed plant and then their wheels start turning and they go, man, maybe there, there is something to this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you know, another thing too, that's, that's very important with, with, you know, letting them know doctrine, feeding them the word and, and all those practical things. I love that one about the, the finding the quarter. I heard that, uh, y'all's episode. I think I listened to it last week and I was like, that, that is awesome. That's a great, but also, uh, get in places where they can have experiences and feel God Mm -hmm. get in places where it's not just I know growing up, I went to some churches that were just, it was just kind of like someone talking like this the whole time. And and it's great. It's great to have, it's great to have someone who is very 
spiritually and intellectually sound, but you also want to be uh, in a place where you can feel the Holy Spirit. And I heard somebody say at one time that uh, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with a theory. Mm. So, you know, I don't, I don't ever, when somebody asks me, my first thing is, you know, well, I know who I was and I know who I am now. Yeah. I got saved off of an all night drunk and, and hurting a guy pretty bad in the ring. Um, I didn't want to change. I didn't want to give up my womanizing and drinking and partying lifestyle. I had absolutely no desire, but it was one minute. I was this, the next I was this, So you know, I mean, radical transformation is, is still real. And the, the power of God is still real. And so getting people in the place or getting your family in a place where they can, they can feel the moving of the Holy spirit is very important because I've always, that's always stuck out to me. The man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with a theory. Wow. And absolutely. So I, I actually just told, um, I actually just showed Jordan a little clip, um, of a, of a sermon where a guy was like saying that exact same thing. And he, he basically said, you know, you, you feel or you, you see God work and you see God fall on some people and, and you'll quit all that doubt and stuff. I mean, you'll, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'll, you won't have many reasons to doubt that he he's real. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. Th- yeah. So you're absolutely right. There's something to that as well. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, real quick guys. And, and it's something I been thinking about lately of, you know, we talk about the church. Some churches aren't equipping uh, the, the younger believers or just believers in general uh, with y'all's church. You guys do this or have a course or like moving forward. I think it's going to be very important where these pastors are coming together with their team or whatnot, or someone like us, us for sitting here that works within the church or goes and speaks at churches where we're speaking at least if I'm going to, I've made it a habit. I think when I'm going to do some sermons, having one reliable fact that a person can latch on to. So I think the church, what we need is you have small groups, you have women's and men's events, all that stuff. I really think it's important moving forward that, that we start to move into this, this season where there is a course for reliability for, you know, the yeah. apologetics and stuff like that. How, how does y'all's church do anything like that? What, well, it's, it's funny that you, that you ask, um, that's, we're actually going to begin to start push this, pushing yes. this, uh, Good. type of, uh, information to our churches because that's a big deal, man. Um, sure. again, the answer should not be cause I grew up to church, grew up going to church <laughs> my whole right. life. The answer needs to be the simple fact that we have over 6,000 <laughs> manuscripts of the Greek new Testament. How many again? 6,000 brother. <laughs> it's amazing. And not only that, but like it, when you think about that and then you think about from an apologetic standpoint, yeah. think about the distance we are living in earth from the sun. Right. If we're any closer, we would literally fry. Yes. If we're any further away, we would freeze to death. Amazing. And not only that, but we spin at the right um, speed. Yes. We're tilted at the right tilt. We have Jupiter, Jupiter 
in the right <laughs> angle to deflect any asteroid or anything that could be coming at us. Come on. So that speaks to me of intelligent design. Absolutely. Not just a happenstance. It was intentional by the creator of the universe. Dude, Frank Turek says this all the time. Yeah. Look, yeah. The, the big, there's, if there's a big bang, there's a big banger, right? <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> seriously, I, hey, because I think hey, about cool. Bible. Yeah, yeah, man. I think about Bible verses and like Romans, uh, Romans one, I believe, you know, yeah. the, the exist or the proof of God is in his creation. Like yeah. you see these things and you're just like, there's no way this just appeared. Yeah, so, man. I mean, dude, it's just, it blows my mind. To we are without that. excuse, Chad. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Look outside, look at the yeah. stars in the sky, look at the sure. mountains, look at the ocean, look at the plants that grow, look at your fingertips. Come on. Think about how like the, the, the bees are made to pollinate flowers. And yeah. like, if they didn't exist, like everything would just crumble. I mean, just, it's, Gosh. it's amazing how intricate everything is. The minute yeah. details. Guys. Yep. Yep. And you think this is an accident? Yeah. Amen. It's, not, man. it's not. And what's yeah. even, what's even better. And man, I, whew, I could go on this for days. What's Absolutely. even better is that, you know, the atheist would say you, you derive from a non living chemical or slime or a fungi you know that's kind of a that's a theory yeah you're aware of that yep oh yeah so you would call that macro evolution Mm -hmm. so if somebody ever says that to you your response should be can you show me some proof (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah right i mean seriously show me show me some proof of something that (laughs) that was slime that turned into a human being Right. It, it, it just says or, or, or an ape. That, I'm, I'm a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> you are a fun guy, Joel. That was, these guys are fun anymore. guys, too. <laughs> We're all fun guys. We're just not fun yeah. guys. <laughs> right? Just don't spin on your hand and wipe it into somebody's eyes. Okay? <laughs> I don't know if Casey knows that one. I got to fill him in on yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I heard you guys talking about it. The other okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh, well, Come for the guys, doctor and stay for the dad jokes. Yeah, no, man, we'll be here two, two episodes. I, we want to be respectful of time, of course, you know, and, and before we kind of wrap things up a little bit, can you give us some good sources out there? So you guys mentioned a few websites, cause this is things I look like. I don't want to just Google something cause sometimes websites are not reliable. Books aren't reliable. What's some things you guys go to, uh, to really get into, okay, this is legit facts, things that you can trust. Um, one that I like is, um, the, the guys that do work at answers in Genesis. Yeah. Um, they're really good. So if you, if you like to look at, um, you know, creation and origin, that type of stuff, um, that's really good. Okay. Um, there is, uh, there's also, if you're talking about like, um, worldview and then able to teach it to your kids, mm-hmm. um, there is a, uh, a lady named Elizabeth Urbanowicz who runs a, um, uh, a group called foundation worldview. Yeah. Okay. And that's a really good program. Um, it's, uh, gosh, I can't remember how much it is, but it's, it's not, it's, it's very well priced. Um, when you consider what you get, but you can pick a couple of different programs and go through it. And I think there's one where it's made for like, um, to go through maybe once one a week, um, and you go through it a whole year with your kids. Okay. Um, and I think you can kind of, um, pick between like younger kids or older kids, something like that. Um, 
but it's really good. She's got really good stuff. Um, there's also the Creation Research Institute, CRI. Okay. That's a really good one too. Um, and then you've already mentioned Frank Turek. I'm a big fan of his. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jay Warner. All great. And then, hey, another one, Chad. <clears throat> yep. Um, that, that I would recommend for, for adults out there that are just want to get into the word and get to know God is blueletterbible.org. Um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a free site. It's a free, uh, website. Um, you can look at it in any translation that you want to. Um, you can look at it in the original language. You can search via, like, for example, if I wanted to search um, heaven, anytime that that the scripture says heaven or anytime the scripture says hell or anytime the scripture says um, anything, you can search it and it'll cross-reference mm-hmm. for contextual purposes. So it's an excellent study tool. Um, it gets connected with any kind of a lot of different commentaries. Um, I've got a John MacArthur study Bible, but I just looked at blueletterbible.org and just saved me 65 bucks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know me, you know, I'm cheap. So I mean, I'm cheap. You know, bro, I get <laughs> <laughs> it is a good source. That's one yes. that like, uh, I use a lot, man, like with studying, prepare for service. Cause it has the Greek. It has, I mean, there's so many different commentaries. Like I don't have to pull out my uh, 42 pound Matthew Henry commentary anymore. You know? <laughs> hey, that thing's impressive. I mean, it's amazing. You've got that. Oh, dude, it's a, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so that's a good one for sure. Add respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The words are very small. I'm, I'm almost 40. So I'm like, dude, what is Dude, You're getting old, man. You need to, yeah, you bro, need to I'm, like a, I'm pushing it. Dude. <laughs> no way. man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I still look good for my age, brother. Come on. Hey, yeah. Hey, man. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you're in better shape than us. Hey, yeah. I try. Yeah. We're working on that dad, dad bod over here. Oh man. <laughs> you know? I'm going to retire soon and start that. <laughs> okay. So speaking of when are you, when are you going to retire? Oh, you oh, know, don't, don't answer that. That's bad. Sorry. No, 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 no. I don't mind. Yeah. Cause you know, it is fine. Something. Cause I, when I always said when I left WWE, I would, I thought about, it. I was, you know, maybe it's time to hang it up, but man, I, I, I left there not happy. I was like, I got to go have some fun on the Indies. and. You know, to be honest, the school I go to, the altar school of ministry is, is equipping, equipping end time messengers to go into their sphere of workplace to, to share the gospel, to, you know, uh, basically disciple people. Cool. And I started thinking, man, the Lord's given me this platform mm. to reach sometimes people that I couldn't reach just walking into a church. And for me, it's just. I feel like right now that's where I'm at. Like I, I'm going to do it till I enjoy it or till the Lord says, all right, Hey, it's time. Cause I got a pretty good relationship with the Holy spirit. And I know when it's time to walk away from something. Hmm. Amen. That's so, good, I don't man. know. You know, I, my body feels pretty good. Like I said, August will be 22 years. Uh, you know, when it's time to hang it up though, uh, you know, I, I know God's going to call me into something else, but I use it as a ministry, man. It's a really cool platform. Casey as well. Casey runs his own awesome. uh, you know, global wrestling ministries, uh, wrestling promotion. So we got a show in, April, we're going to do a show. And then the next day we're going to do like a wrestling for the faith kind of um, basically we call it a church service where we're just kind of of invite some of the fans and family come in and hear the gospel. Incredible. That's crazy. It's like, come on, man, where I'll I'll wrestle my tights one night then share the gospel the next night. (laughs) (laughs) You should share the gospel in your tights, dude. Come on. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Is that okay? That's gotta be, I don't know, man. It's a little weird. (laughs) 
Well, there are there are some of those religious people out there who. Yeah, I've actually I've actually done that because the way we used to do the the way we used to do the events, the way they were structured was we would have a few matches. And then during the intermission, uh, we would have a church service, basically, uh, you know, a few worship songs and then a, a message. And and then um, then we would when when it was finished. You know, we would go out and and do you know two or three more matches. Um, some of the guys um, who wasn't into the service <laughs> didn't didn't like it because sometimes the Holy Spirit would move, and I mean we would yes. we would be we would be having a church service in the middle of the wrestling event that lasted an hour hour and a half. And, <laughs> Yeah, these guys, man, I got a three-hour drive home. <laughs> That's great. Cut the promo in tongues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were, there were several times that I, I went out and, and preached in my tights because I was going to be like the next match. So Come on. <laughs> That's great, man. That's awesome. Oh, what a world, man. Hey, dude. Uh, did did you guys know that, uh, that me and Jordan have a, a little career in wrestling, too? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I knew that. Let me hear this story. Well, it's, <laughs> I don't think anybody would want to see the video. It's backyard wrestling when we were like 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I've got and a few of those. It's probably real bad. <laughs> well, yeah. we've been, we've been to some indie shows. They're probably, oh. you guys might've beat that. <laughs> I've, I've had first day trainees who are better than a, a lot of the guys that I meet on indie shows. So. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well guys what's uh, you, before we wrap it up man first of all thank y'all for your time tonight taking some time away from your family and your busy schedule um it's always cool to have you know different minds on different folks kind of give us some different things for the the audience but what uh what, you guys want to plug anything plug your podcast anything like that sure yeah just uh if anybody is interested in in you know the topics that we uh, talk about apologetics, um, just learning it for yourself and then learning how to apply it and teach it to your kids. Um, the Bulletproof Faith podcast. And we, yeah. we, um, we upload once a week and, uh, if it, just, uh, maybe also to tell people it's bulletproof with a space in between, uh, kind yeah. of a play on words there. Cause we talk about the proof yes. uh, that is in our faith. So it's the Bulletproof Faith podcast. Um, but no, Casey and Chad, we just appreciate you guys, man. Um, and we've, yeah. uh, since we started talking, I've started listening to, to y'all show too. And mm-hmm. I've just, I've become a big fan. So I appreciate what you guys are doing and, uh, really love it. So thank you guys for having us on. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Absolutely guys. Absolutely. We, we just, uh, we got a lot of like-minded, uh, ideas with each other, man. We just like to share the gospel and, and what you guys are doing is great as well. I started listening to y'all and, and it's just, uh, it's, it's cool the way we got this podcast platform to share the gospel. You guys are helping build people's, um, th- that bulletproof faith. Literally. I love the name. Cause it is, it's like the enemy's firing arrows at us every single day, man. And we gotta have, we gotta have our, we gotta have our ammunition ready. And so I love what you guys are doing as well. Yep. Amen. Definitely. Well, guys, uh, once again, we really do appreciate you coming on. Everyone, be sure to go check out the Bulletproof Faith podcast. Um, yes. I'm, I'm loving it. Chad's loving it. Um, so, and there's so much. We didn't even we didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg no. in 
what these guys go into a lot of times, but very interesting stuff. And, uh, it's stuff that we as parents and we as believers in general really need to know. So be sure to go check those guys out. And, uh, Joel Jordan, we really appreciate you coming on. So God bless you. And, uh, should we say we wish them the best in their future endeavors? (laughs) (laughs) We should. (laughs) I like it. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Appreciate it guys. guys. God bless. God bless fellas. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 